Welcome to the Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 9 and 10 of Lord of Chaos, Plans, and A Sane in the Borderlands. Enjoy! Welcome back, guys, uh, to the Will Reads. Yay, we're here again. And we do have a guest uh, that just was here and then just disappeared. Uh, I think she accidentally clicked off. <laughs> so we have to wait a few minutes for um, her to come back. Um, all right, technical difficulties. This is like typical of Will Reads, so, you know. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to turn that light off behind me while I have the opportunity. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so... <laughs> while we wait for okay here we go and our guest tonight hey, there you go i don't know what happened it happens this is, this is what happens when you go live <laughs> it's what all right alan now it's your turn to leave the camera yeah exactly we're yeah. just gonna keep rolling in I, and out i apologize about that i don't know what happened. I, it, it's okay it, it's, it's all good it, it's it, it's it's what happens so Anyways, yeah, so welcome to season six, I guess episode six. Yeah, this is six six. Um book six, episode six. So uh no new patrons tonight. Um, but we uh I do want to talk about some things that are coming new for, for our Patreon. So uh, I know I know I used to say it for the end of the show, but just wanted to talk about it. so we are adding a new perk to uh, I guess uh the ice die level and higher. So it's ten dollars a month, which will be around monthly. We're gonna do live uh Ian and Chris read reacts. So we'll actually play the episode or the chapters uh, for them live and watch them actually re- react to it for the first time versus talking about it for the first time a few days after they read it. We get to see their reactions in real time. Nice. But that's, uh, we're going to do that for a patron only perk. Um, so it's going to be pretty cool. Um, Make sure you pick good chapters. Well, you and know, not the I ones where Chris I and I are like, I can't pick all good chapters. I got to throw bad ones in there every now and then because <laughs> if I do all good chapters, I'm like, oh yeah, this week we're going to do a live recording. And you're like, oh, I know it's going to be good. I got, I got to, I got to be a dark friend still. So <laughs> fair enough. I still got to keep with it. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep it, keep on dark friending. Uh, so it, probably the first one will be a good chapter. Uh, I did, I did ask our, our patrons to submit um, if they have a chapter that they really want. Not necessarily that timing will work out because we have to work with calendars, but yeah. Yeah. As far as it, everything else goes, we also are appearing on the Black Tower podcast on Thursday. Uh, we're going on there. Um, at least that's last time I heard <laughs> from Andrew where we were. It's on my calendar. So uh, if you guys uh, are, are patrons over there, I think you have to listen to that live. And then, of course, we'll be on the podcast later. But um, yeah. What time is that one? 8.30 Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, of course, tons of giveaways going on right now. Um, some of them ended. I think one ends today. I still need to draw, do the drawing. But go, go find giveaways. I know, I know Jen's won stuff from us before, so. I was going uh, to talk about that. That was, thank you. There's also, <laughs> yes, their giveaways are amazing. They're, they're wonderful. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. yeah. So with that good segue, we do have a guest tonight. We have Jen from Goldie Thoughts uh, joining us. And hey. uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, your Wheel of Time journey and, and your channel or uh, what you do. I know you do a lot of Twitch, a lot of TikTok. Uh, I think you got some YouTube going on. You got lots of different things. So. Yeah. Tell us, tell us all about it. 
Oh, okay. Well, first of all, thank you both for having me on. I don't think I've been uh, on your podcast before. This is very exciting. Uh, good giveaways, by the way. Um, so you guys are wonderful to your community and the Patreon perk sounds awesome. So um, I'm Jen. I'm known as the co colloquialism, the keeper of the chronicles for the Wheel of Time. I've done uh, Wheel of Time podcasts before, but I'm kind of only making uh, segue appearances to kind of talk about it tonight. It's going to be a rare, a reoccurring on a theme, which makes me so comfortable and happy to be here with y'all. Um, so basically, most of the time I do retro streaming on Twitch. I'm revamping everything on my stream Monday, Wednesday and Fridays. I'll be on there. Um, I'm doing Skyrim right now, but I'm going to go back to see CRPGs later. I just came out with um, a new podcast, but it's not about the Wheel of Time. Uh, it's something <laughs> completely different called The Literary Leftists. So it's going to be oh, about okay. fiction and uh, politics. Uh, we have two episodes right now and a third one that I'm editing. So it's still brand new. Very excited about that. Uh, but otherwise, I know this is a wonderful two chapters that we're going to get into tonight. And I am... <laughs> chopping at the bit to discuss this with you and i think it'll be a really great conversation so thank you for having me yeah. on here yeah right and you guys might notice as well chris is not here tonight um he does send his regards and apologies but uh he had family come in town for the fourth of july yesterday we're recording this on the fifth of course if you're listening to this podcast it'll come on next week if you're watching this live on youtube of course hey um yeah it was yesterday um but for the independence day he had family come in town and they didn't leave so it's, it's like all of your guest beds need to be very uncomfortable mattresses. <laughs> so after like the second night, they're like, you know, I'm head on to the house. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get on so he's like, I still got family staying in the recording room. So mm -hmm. it's kind of hard for me to record tonight. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. Ian missed last week. You'll miss this week. Next week we might be off. Um, I might be trying to find a guest host because I'm on vacation um, and I will not have access to anywhere to record. Um, because we are having, uh, we're, we're packing four families in a four bedroom house, like families with kids. Oh, wow. So there's not going to be an, a, a, a ounce of room. And I was like, Oh, I can just go record in the living room. It's like, you think there's going to be, no I was like, yeah, good point. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> you have to go out in the car. Yeah. yeah I have to go in the car. It'd be horrible. I just, yeah. And I'd be just off the internet, uh, my mobile data. It, it just would be good. So yeah. I'm not going to be here next week. Uh, we might still have an episode. We'll just, I'm trying to see if we get someone else to guest host. Um, which would be fun. Uh, it was something different, uh, but we might cancel as well. So keep keep uh, those announcements and on Twitter and on Discord, and I will announce well in advance uh, what we're doing. But maybe next week, if not in two weeks, we'll be back. He with, says uh, well in advance. We might cancel last second because that's what we yeah, do. <laughs> that, that's kind of, that's <laughs> also, what we do. Movie. Yeah, and in two weeks we we are having Jake back on. That was just actually he was supposed to be our official guest uh, in two weeks anyway. I asked him like months ago, and then. Ian bailed out of me last week for good reasons. Um, but, uh, and I was like, Hey Jake, you want to join tonight instead? And he was like, I still get to my list. So sure. So just get lots of Jake. Jake's gonna be like our, uh, you know, he's, he's on every single one of these live recordings in the background. So, uh, he's here right now. Uh, he does all the banners and stuff for me so I can focus on the chat, the chapters and, um, yeah. Smash so. the like button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So moving on to personal life, as I mentioned before, I'm getting ready to go on vacation. Um, I leave on Friday. I'm off on Friday. We're going to go to the zoo in the morning and then drive down to the beach in the afternoon. Oh. Then I'm at the beach with my family all next week, nice. uh, which should be fun. Get back after a week off, get enough time to recover. And then we're going on vacation again at the end of the month. So it's uh, 
Um, but that one's going to be in a gigantic house and I am going to have room to record. So oh. um, that, that's going to be fine. We're not going to be packed into a small house. Hmm. So um, yeah, that, that's all my life right now. Fourth of July was great. Kids had a lot of fun, a lot of not much sleep because we'd stay up late doing fireworks and stuff every night mm-hmm. and they're young and normally they go to bed like at seven o'clock because they're little kids. I have little mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, stay up for fireworks and they had a lot of fun, but they're, they're exhausted. So mm-hmm. awesome. yeah. How about you, Ian? What's going on in your, in your world? I know you're off like week, last week, so you got like two weeks of stuff to fill in, right? If you remember. Um, <laughs> yes. So the reason for being off was life it just got chaotic. Um, I was supposed to be able to stay home uh, a few days last week, and then things changed. I had to be back in at Fort Bragg every single day. Uh, well, the weeks that I have my kids during the summer, the plan is just to bring them with me for a few days, so I'm not going back and forth so much. The only thing is, Ryder, I got him into a run and range course to get his driver's license, and he had to be there every single day. Um, and I had to get him back and forth. Uh, grandparents help some with transportation, but his mom doesn't really help with stuff like that. So anyways, not to go down that rabbit hole, but I went back and forth from Fort Bragg to Richmond every single day, uh, Sunday through Friday. And that is 250 miles each way, so 500 miles a day seven plus hours of driving with breaks. Uh, and then when I get home, you know, I want to be awake and spend time with the kids and running them around and swim practice and everything. So I was averaging one and a half to two hours of sleep for a week straight. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, caffeine will carry you through that. Uh, but (laughs) by, by day five, you start to lose your mind. Mm -hmm. And I definitely was. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, 4th of July weekend, I didn't have my kids and Meredith didn't have hers. And it was actually fantastic. So we're enjoying our kidless weekends that we get here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's their cells coming up? Oh, and like I cleaned up a little bit. Hopefully it's not showing, but I was covered in grease like 30 minutes ago. Um, I bought a car for Ryder. One of the last things I got to do is uh, repair the AC. So in the parking garage, because I didn't want to pay to use a lift, uh, I replaced the compressor, condenser, and Ooh. expansion valve. And That's just with like a basic tool kick and you know jack it up one side to be able to wiggle the compressor out of there so mm. i've been doing that all day sweated off about 20 pounds worth of water and yeah i'm exhausted um you know i'm selling my car in a month you, you could have just bought my car and... i got this car for <laughs> 1500 bucks and like nope, the, bone, the bones have been cheap. really good <laughs> yeah really good. um it just it just needs a, a few repairs and it's all things i can do and i've got the okay. time down here so uh, yeah. It's still still a what a deal, but yeah, I'll buy yeah. I'll buy yours for fifteen hundred bucks. Deal, nope. we'll nope. shake on it. No, nope. I can get more for the dealership than that. Next February, I'm going to be in that boat. My lease expires, and I don't even know what I'm going to do. There's nothing I have interest in, so uh, yeah. that's going to that's going to be a tough situation. So I definitely don't. I don't think I want the same car, but I don't know what I'm going to do. So I have until February to think about it. Yeah. When my lease expires. Yeah. And the used car market's still rough. So yeah, it's not that I don't like my car. My car's just too small for three kids. So I just need a bigger car. So I'm getting an SUV. Uh It is what it is. It'll be fun. Um, So SUV, yay. (laughs) But yeah, so we'll see. Um, Jen, how about uh, Florida? How's things down there? I I don't know if you you don't have to share a personal life if you don't want to. But no, no, it's it's pretty fine. Beautiful sunshine state. 
it is a beautiful well it's the sunshine state most of the time i was letting uh, yeah. them know not really right now um but right now tomorrow is my partner's birthday so oh, uh, we're going to kind of have like a, a nice little birthday celebration so it works out it's always it's obviously around right two days after the fourth of july so it's always like some sort of summer activity we're, we're gonna have fun we're gonna go out um and then my sister is back in florida she's been in seattle for the past two or three oh, wow. years so now she's permanently moving back to florida about two hours north of me so i'm kind of helping her out uh, she flew in on friday with my niece and they okay. kind of crashed on the couch and uh i'm gonna hopefully you know be seeing a lot more of them my mother has decided to take enough uh an older interest in um, horse showing for quarter horses. And I'm like, okay, she's 70 and that's what she's decided to do. Uh, but she's actually pretty good at it. And so she comes down cause I guess an Ocala is really big, like horse country area, like huge, yeah. huge. So she has her horse, uh, like stabled here and then she does some, some sort of quarter horse situation. So she wants me to come out to a show. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I don't know if I'm going to go, but um, just kind of getting more involved in my family's life and, and taking a backseat. Uh, cool. That's kind of what's going on with my life right now. Yeah. yeah. Fam- family's always, it's always interesting. I, I get to meet my nephew for the first time. He's almost a year old. I remember ah! um, Cause he, my, my, my brother, one of my brothers lives in Florida, uh, Tampa. Okay. And, uh, and he, he's a doctor and doesn't get much time off. Mm-hmm. Slash any no My time sister's off. a doctor too. Um, yeah, so he has no time off. So he's actually come to the family vacation next week. Uh, so I get to meet my nephew. So it'll be fun. Awesome. Uh, cool. yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, I haven't seen him in a few years because of the whole doc, doctor thing. No, I, <laughs> I understand. Him. But <laughs> yeah, I commiserate with you on that 100. We we, we, send, we send each other memes and give each other a hard time. Uh, we have, like me, me and my brothers have like a group. T- text thing that we go on and usually it's either star wars memes or like fourth of july we you know we thank will smith and uh for, for all his hard work and saving us from the aliens you know all those years yeah. ago and, uh, <laughs> how many brothers do you have do you i have two, two. Oh, okay, okay. yeah it's just just three boys uh, i know sisters just just my two brothers yeah. oh, your mother Woo, three boys yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah and uh i you know i spoke for chris so chris personal life is uh He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> next good. time, guys. Yeah, he'll he'll be back next time. Um, so yeah. Um, you guys ready to jump right in? Let's do it. All right, chapter nine plans. And we got that sunburst symbol that means white cloaks. And we're in Page and Niles' point of view. So yay. Um typically like- I haven't been excited about uh white cloak chapters but it's obviously becoming more and more important in how they're intertwined with everybody else. So I wouldn't say I was excited when I saw this, but there was some, there was some good meaty parts to this chapter. Oh, sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So we start with, um, I guess it's, uh, Amirna, um, uh, relaying information to Pedro Nile, uh, start out talking about the illuminators, uh, wishing to relocate into basically white cloak territory and, Pedro Niles kind of like, eh, whatever. He's not really interested. He's like, I don't care about eliminators. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who cares? Uh, get to the more important stuff. And, you know, they're, they're kind of just going through the dragon sworn. And it's it's kind of a report. And you're learning, you know, you hear some of these names again, like uh, Matt and Stephanaeus, uh, who uh, he's the king of Ilion. Um, so, um, you know, and, and apparently he's ready to join Nile. Nile. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, a couple of reports there. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on these and your, your thoughts on the, what do you heard all this? Uh, so as this chapter is unfolding, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Rand and his focus and it's, it's been on all the forsaken and he wants to unite the world and get everybody behind him, you know, for the big last battle thing. But I'm trying to think back. I don't think he's really paying too much attention to the other people players in the world. I guess he just kind of assumes as he knocks out a forsaken, whoever they were kind of controlling will now be his. Um, but there hasn't been a whole lot of concern about the white cloaks. And like I mentioned, and we'll get into more in this chapter, it's about to get very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's going to be an easy battle that he can win and be like, aha, now the white cloaks are following me. It's, it's getting really <laughs> messy really quick. Yeah. yeah. And, and so now looking at it from the white cloaks uh, perspective, they think they have to unite the world and unite against Rand and he's going around collecting people and alliances and whatnot. So mm-hmm. this is going to get interesting, but it's inevitable, right? right. Uh, let's look at, I mean, you could think of a bazillion examples, uh, but one I was thinking of was the walking dead. Um, you know, wake up one morning, there's zombies everywhere. Well, you can only have one or two seasons where you're just focused on fighting the zombies, Right. Eventually, like in order to keep it interesting, you run into the people problem and it's less about the zombies and the people fighting each other sort of thing. So I feel like we're transitioning to that, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I find uh, the White Cloaks have this wonderful uh, superpower and it's not even something they want. It's a thing they don't want that they have in spades is that everybody just ignores them and lets them be. <laughs> They're allowed to just do by the ice to die, by Rand, by yeah. of all of the ruling kingdoms uh, everywhere. Amadisi obviously just lets them do whatever. But it's very mm-hmm. interesting how over the course of time, the White Cloaks have grown into this force now that everyone has just kind of allowed it to happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't really like them, though. Like, they're they a little afraid of them. It. Everybody gives them their room. But you're right. Yeah. They just let it happen. There yeah. They are. Anyway. Yeah. It, it, I guess the, the the report eventually gets to Rand himself, you know, because definitely Niall's interested in Rand. And, you know, and it reports about he's been in mul- very reliable sources in multiple places at once. And he says, obviously, that's just tower trickery. Uh, you have multiple Rand they have puppets or something like that. And, you know, it's not they, they he doesn't even think Rand's really a Chandler. He doesn't think it's Dragon Reborn, just thinks it's all just made up by the some white tower farce yeah so this this is one of the areas uh, i wish i would have had time to like reread a couple of times or listen a couple of times it got a little confusing because whoever's perspective is like just accepting all these things as being true uh like all the rumors as being true and there's all these wild rumors i mean this person's just an idiot um and i don't think pedro niles an idiot so what's no. he he wasn't the one assuming all this stuff is true, right? He was the one no. just receiving the okay, just right. receiving the info. Okay, well that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, um, yeah. He's, this he's this reporter is garbage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, he's like, by the way, can we like do fireworks and shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? We're the white cloaks. Pa-pow! We got this big sunburst. Looks like firework. I mean, let's yeah, yeah. let's have some fun. We could yeah. be cool if we did. Yeah. yeah, a lot cooler if we did. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so then Niall dismisses him and calls in Balwar, uh, who's his secretary, who kind of is kind of like a, 
and inf- he's not you know the one guy gives, is kind of like the guy who gets the reports followers the kind of the guy that, that gets all the rumors he gets reports as well but he seems a lot more thorough a lot more put together than the first guy mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and and yeah he comes in and you know says i've heard multiple rumors and he goes and talks about i guess it's three or was it four i can't remember how many it was but um there's a few rumors that he had heard and mm-hmm. you know he's going on about um yeah what's happening mm-hmm. um now is he the one who was swearing that Morghese was dead right up until the point someone showed him Morghese, or was that the last guy yeah you make me go to uh, the book. see i told you you would need to be more detailed like i went i went through these chapters enough to be dangerous one second we're gonna all look together right and it didn't help that he talked to like multiple people now i'm like wait a minute who said what let's see amirna okay it's amirna amirna had been an adequate commander in the field so long as someone told him what to do yes in his present position his credulous stupidity was trying i just i thought that was funny i i'm gonna i saved that line i'm gonna use that with you, Alan, when you're getting dark trendy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your credulous stupidity is trying, Alan. Uh, and he had reported Morgay's dead, her corpse seen and identified beyond doubt up to the very day that Nile brought him face to face with her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wait, so is that this guy? Is this the second guy now? Or is that, was that? No, that's, Alberta was the first guy. Second okay. guy is Bauer. So I was right. That first guy was, was a he was Yes. Yeah, he, he was, was yeah. worthless. Gotcha. He was horrible. He was horrible. All right. Yeah, so you know he comes. Uh, Balor comes in, talks about uh, Sean Chen, um, men uh, riding strange beasts, flying creatures, and I said I unleashes. Um, also gives reports that said the sea folk are gathering, but we don't know why. He says, uh, and also the the uh, the Ogier meeting, but he says we can't get a spy in there. There's no way we can get it. Ogier the Ogiers make horrible spies. They won't spy yeah. themselves. They're just there's no way convincing an Ogier to spy for them. Right. Uh, and they said the same thing about the the uh, the sea uh, folk is that you know as, as the oak gears like no one knows what the, why they're doing this they're just sitting there just waiting like no cargo they're not taking on anything they're just sitting in port waiting for something. Um, so I, I was going to ask you what do you think the sea folk are waiting for and what do you think the oak gear are meeting about? <sighs> Read and find <laughs> out, Alan. Wait, hold on. No, no let me let me go back to my line. Alan, your credulous stupidity is trying. Clearly, we will get to it when we get to it. <laughs> Wait, folks, we'll find out. Um, oh. All right, so the sea folk they've they've caught wind of Rand in a positive way back when um, some of our female heroes were traveling with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what exactly are they waiting for? I mean, that could be dependent on, like, what the rest of their prophecy says. Maybe they're waiting for something specific. Maybe they're just waiting mm-hmm. for an opportunity to connect with Rand. Or maybe okay. part of their prophecy says that Rand will poof out of the sky and visit them. I Hard to tell. Don't know. Okay. The O-Gear, um, I really have no idea. Yeah. But I am excited about them getting involved, like, in masses. Yeah. Yeah, and and I know they're generally like peaceful people, but like they also seem like the type of people where there is a line if you cross, they will stand in defense, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the way this world is getting more and more chaotic, maybe we're getting to that point. So, mm-hmm. um, are they just going to help people build defenses? Are they going to get actively involved? Yeah, uh, Rand is starting to obsess with the ways again and fixing them. So, is he going to you know use Ogier for that? I don't know. Yep. 
it, I, I did. I did jump ahead. It was Ball where he gave the report about Rand being in multiple places at once, not mm-hmm. Obanera. So mm-hmm. Obanera okay. did talk about Rand as well, but just briefly, and had no really idea what he was talking about. I want to talk yes. about one thing specifically they mentioned in this chapter, but I'm going to wait to see if Ellen mm-hmm. brings it up about what uh, something Neil says. That's the thing that really grabbed me, so I'll wait. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, pro- I probably, I probably won't. If I already skipped over it, then I probably won't. No, yeah, I don't think we've come to it yet. <laughs> I just checked. Okay. I just checked. And okay. if we go past, I don't know if you know this, but we'll go way past something and then jump back. Back. If, if yeah, we, yeah. yeah. So, and that's we, totally we, acceptable. Okay. Straight straight lines and linear is not a thing that we do on this podcast. I love so. it. I'm vibing with <laughs> yeah. that. One I've been known people. to start with the end of the chapter sometimes, just because mm-hmm. why not, right? Why not? Mix yeah. it up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to talk about this now. So the most the most disturbing report, though, was that, you know, obviously the tower had split, but that uh, the, talked about it. Rebel, yeah. the Rebel Tower... Um, it's found the Reds had had um, uh, had coerced Loghain to become the dragon, mm. and Pedro now definitely class onto that information, saying, "Yeah, well, interesting." Yeah, yeah. Pedro Neal definitely seems to have a different thought process about Aes Sedai than other White Cloaks, doesn't he? Like he definitely uh, talks about the the Black Aja as something that is you know a thing and. He, he waited for Balwar to see if he would have a response to that because if White Cloak saying that is just preposterous because all White Cloaks believe they're witches. So the, a Black Aja would be irrelevant to someone like a, a, a Blasphemous even uh, for a White Cloak to think. But Pedro Neal like, bitch. yeah, no, the real bad guys are the Black Aja. And then, but Balwar didn't say anything. He just remained mm-hmm. stalwart and just listened, which I think is very interesting for Pedro Neal to admit aloud to someone else. So I think it's it's interesting that we have that that point mm-hmm. of view of Pedro Neal as a white cloak. So um, yeah. most don't think have that. They're very one track minded. All I said right. are witches, and that's the end of the line. Saying that there's a black Aja within witches is just it's a different concept that he they even mm-hmm. is written that most wouldn't grasp. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the position Pedro Nile is in, though, having someone give you a report like the first guy is absolutely useless. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy shows up and he's already like forming conclusions on so many things and he's filling in blanks and he's doing it wrong and he's making assumptions. The second guy just seems to stick to the facts. Yeah. This is what the rumor is. I'm not drawing a conclusion from it, but this is what's being said. This is what's being reported from here. This is what we hear from here. And a leader like Pedro Nile needs to have somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And so revealing that little blip about yada yada Black Aja, that could be him kind of testing the the boundaries mm-hmm. of that relationship or like how open and free can you and I be with the information that we're gathering. Um, yeah. And not that I'm rooting for the White Cloaks, but you know, for Pedro Nile to be an effective leader in this right. ever-changing world with all this shit happening – he needs resources like that that could just deliver the facts without making shit up or jumping to conclusions or, you know. Right. right. Yeah. It and, and I mean, this is not really spoilery, but Pedro Nile is considered one of the great commanders. Like they have um, uh, yes. several several great captains. Um, or I guess they're commanders. Um, and like Devin Bashir's one, Gareth Brin's one. Um, I think there's five total. Um, yes, there but Pedro yeah, Nile is one of them. And that his next line kind of hints to that where he, he has pondered the information. He looks up all the banners of, all the nations that have come against him. And he's like, he's like, few of, you know, all, you know, few have even tried to fight him. No one, no one twice, hardly even want, hardly any of them once. Yeah. You know, the, you know but never twice. 
the single nation was able to defeat him in battle. Um, but you know, pretty good general as far as having a good track record where all these banners have conquered peoples that he's beat them in battles. And, right. Uh, well, he's so no dummy. He's no dummy. That point, you know, he might have lost a little skirmisher battle here and there, but but never twice. Um, you know, learns. You could say learns from his mistakes, but a lot of times somebody that's that smart uh, when it when it comes to leading soldiers, if they make a bad decision, it's usually because they just didn't have enough information. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I go back to the second guy, why having someone like that or people like that, that you can have very frank conversations about what the facts are is mm-hmm. so important. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And that's, and after that, he takes his eyes off the banners and that's when he goes into the whole black Aja talk is well, the tower's really split. You know, the, we can spin it, say the black Aja rose up and took the tower and that uh, the witches in Saladar have, have, you know, left their oaths of being I to die and they're no longer going to be witches and they can spin it in a way where they might be able to align with some of them. You know, I, he's looking for outs and ways to, I guess, politic his way around this. Yeah. You know, and, and it's interesting that as a white cloak, he's even willing to to consider any of this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it was so, it struck me and it, and it, with those simple lines, it creates an entire new like panoply of thought with Pedro Neal. You're like, okay, like he's operating on a whole other level than the men that he commands. And in a way, like my thought then is, is okay, you know, the men that he commands are not going to be probably cool with the thought of aligning with, with even outcast witches. So it, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Pedro Neal tasks his men who may think very vehemently opposite him how he's going to task them to perform these activities so yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting now being being that this is wheel of time I'm, i feel dumb saying this but if he communicates the reasons why really well to his men it shouldn't be a problem um right now the tower's divided they know it's divided if they go on a full assault attacking all i Sedai, female i Sedai, he might unite them again in the war against the white cloak when your enemy is divided you either sit back and watch him fight it out or if you want to speed things up you find a way to infiltrate different groups divide them more or just choose a side and let them you know you and them whack the other side and then you have either you know a partnership power or you can then whack the other people but you you don't just full-on attack all of them and then risk uniting them again that would be ridiculous right yeah sam also, let's go back. You made a comment about one of the reports was of Logan talking mm-hmm. about how the Reds essentially mm-hmm. made him become what he became. Right. Uh, didn't we get that information in the last chapters? We did. And it was from Logan, like doing his campfire oh. stories. Yep. So now we have, how are we getting that information from there, which you would think would be relatively secure, this quickly to our white cloaks here? So, how'd you tell? Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is a problem, uh, or maybe not a problem. I mean, it's anyway. Well, actually, no, it's gonna be a problem no matter how you slice it. Um, so do you I think there's spies in Saldara for the white cloaks? I mean, there has to be, right? If not, I mean, if not for white cloaks, maybe. I mean, even if it's Black Aja, they could be leaking information. Um, I mean, so much politicking could be happening. Who knows what side people are on? But certainly someone is sending off information from there, and it's not good. No. 
and I'm so torn. Like part of me wants, part of me wants like Merguez and Elaine to quickly unite. But then if they quickly unite, are they going to have to unite against Rand because of like the situation where Gaze is in? And that wouldn't be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want to happen. I want more gays to run away, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and the conversation does change to more gays. Um, you know, as, yeah. Um, you know, press more gays. Bauer. Yeah. A month has passed. And, yeah. Bauer, Bauer wants to, you know, get more into that and figure out how to, you know, uh, because they start talking about Galad and Gawain, he wants to find a lane. There's lots of things going on here. I mean, they have lots of plans. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know how structured his plans are yet, but it's definitely he has a lot of information. He's definitely making some moves. I mean, he tells us to start a rumor about the Black Aja and, and, and start some ripple patterns that might have further implications. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like in chess, you have opening moves uh, and they're not dramatic or drastic. You just kind of slide upon here or there and see how the rest of the board reacts. Um, so I, I kind of feel like in many ways, that's that's what he's doing here. I like I like Pedro Niles' response about the whole pressing more gaze thing. Yeah. Um, if, if he didn't have the time, yes, it would make sense to kind of force her into some sort of situation or allegiance to him, but he has time. So what he said about letting it be her decision uh, and those around her that follow her make it very believable that it's her decision you know, to kind of partner up with him. That's way more beneficial than, all right, she follows me because I'm cracking the whip. And then you can never really fully trust that relationship because at the first opportunity, they would dip on you or turn on you. So he's got the time. Uh, you know, why not, you know, slowly bring her into the fold and let her think it's her idea. No. You know, that's right. a much stronger bond. Yeah. True. So, he's playing um, chess, man. <laughs> Either that or he's just like Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's all kind of making sense to me. He's he's working with what he's got, and he knows he doesn't have all the correct information. So, you know, cautious baby moves, kind of feeling out, you know, what's happening. You don't hate him here. You can't hate him. I know. See, I... Again, I started the White Cloak chapter, and I was like, man, the White Cloak, man, man, man. Then I keep reading him like, but this guy's all right. He's... Yeah, a, I don't hate him right here. I wouldn't mind having Not a beer here. with this dude and talking to him a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't hate him. And then, and, and then we switch over to Morgay's, and she's uh, traveling with our favorite friend, Pater. <laughs> she's or not traveling. She's hanging out with Pater. Um, this guy. Traveling, yeah, this guy. Pater, Pater, favorite dark friend. Mm-hmm. Um. And, um, yeah, they're just talking about, uh, you know, what their next plan is going to be and, and, and so forth when, the, I guess, the um, they start talking about Galad eventually, I guess. Is it, does it not come in here or is it? Yeah, they, they talk about Galad some. Yeah, uh, some of the ladies are speaking of Galad. That's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the big thing, I think, from this section um, was that. What? Okay. Not even close to the biggest thing. Okay. What do you think the biggest thing? <laughs> More gays. Also, you know, we give Pedro Nile all this credit. We have to give her some credit too. Okay? okay. She has a couple of major focuses right now. Like one is her kingdom, but I don't even think that's near as important as her family and her children. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to put herself in her position. Yes, where she get her kingdom back, but she wants to be able to protect her children as well. Sure. Until she's able to have more control over that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she's probably realizing that she's stuck where she's at, where maybe there's going to be value in aligning officially with the white cloaks, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't want to do it in such a way where Pedro Nile and some of the higher ups have absolute power over her. So even in this group, like there's a little back and forth where she's talking shit about Pedro Nile and everybody else is like, Oh, but think about it. Like if she keeps doing this little by little and like small casual comments, and then they get more comfortable with it. And then they start in their own mind, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe questioning that leadership. Some, she might be able to at the very least have some people on the fence instead of full on and, you know, white cloak brainwash territory. Right. So she is also playing the long game here. She is. Um, they they might still she... end up uniting, but she might end up coming into this relationship with a lot more power than uh, Pedro Nile wants her to have. Yeah, or might even you... suspect that she does have. Would, would you trust the White Cloak Army? Uh, you can trust the White Cloaks to be White Cloaks, and <laughs> Morgay's is. I mean, that's a very valuable lesson that I've learned the hard way. Uh, trusting people doesn't mean like trust them to be loyal to you. You, you trust them to be who they are. So you need to pay attention to what their character is. Right. Uh, and Morgay's, I feel, is smart enough to do that. I mean, she's been running a kingdom for a while. She just, she seems pretty wise. So can she trust the White Cloaks? I think there are things that she thinks she can get them to do. And mm-hmm. she can trust that. But she probably knows that there's limitations to what kind of power and influence she can have. Mm-hmm. So again, it's we ain't playing checkers here, Alan. Yep. Your what is what was it? Your credulous stupidity. I gotta I gotta bookmark that one. Uh, he did. He's had um, a few more times. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and so you know she's talking about how to take back Camlin. Obviously, Rand's there. Uh, she's wondering about the different houses and whether they'll support her if she comes back, especially mm-hmm. with the White Cloak Army. There's a lot of politicking to go on here. You know, your son is a White Cloak as well. And, and she's like, yeah. yeah, she's like, yeah, you know, I don't, Pedro now says he's safe, but you know, I know he can put him in the right. house. I don't think he would, act, he doesn't think that, you know, Pedro and I would kill him, but, but definitely might put him somewhere where he would be as good as dead, you know, put him in. Right. A, right. And like what that. she's, what she's saying is, oh, that kid, I don't really care about that. Kid. Yeah. It's not really my kid. <laughs> I don't think she really, I don't think she really believes that. I mean, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe she cares about Elaine and Gawain. I mean, it's her kid through marriage. Right. right. But I think, again, the type of character she is, I think she feels a responsibility there. So her Mm -hmm. saying that is more so to protect him. You know, hopefully that rumor gets around that she doesn't give two shits. So then he won't be used against her, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So it's pretty slick. Yeah. Um, And she's not too happy about Rand, you know, displaying the Lion Throne. Lion Throne. Right. It seems like that Rand is just kind of, what was, how was it was described to her? Like it was like holding it hostage or like saying that he's like displaying the fact that he's sitting on the Lion Throne as a man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The quote is, I hear Randall Thor displays the Lion lion Throne as a trophy from a hunt. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yep. that would boil my blood a little bit. I think that was that was intended to see that was carefully barbed to see what yeah. her reaction to that would be. Yeah. And a lot of this is. I mean, this is like different ladies just like trying to throw daggers. Yeah. yeah they're, they're all filling each other out here. And yes. Mm-hmm. Uh and her this this is where I start to get worried. I mean, I just I don't see a really simple way of this unfolding. Um mm-hmm. it, like she's clearly not happy with what Rand's doing, given the information she's being given. 
So mm-hmm. that's just going to push her more towards White Cloak. She's even considering like, you know, do I do I trade Rand and what he's done there for, you know, a this rescue party full of White Cloaks? Maybe. Like, maybe that's better. Um, and that's, I'm not too excited about that. <laughs> right. And we didn't mention what they're actually doing. They're out falconing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The leisure activities. The leisure activities. Did you guys see my post that apparently when they want to breed the falcons, they don't just put them in a cage and let them scrump. They wear these special hats that the male falcons will land on their head and hump. And then Mm -hmm. they collect the falcon semen and they inseminate the female falcons. So there's falcon hump hats that they wear and just... It's, Imagine that because that actual... person's job. It's like, okay, I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going <laughs> right. to help procreate the species. And this right. is what that's, I'm going to do. And I'm going to punch in job. and I'm going to wear the hat. And as they're preparing the hat, yeah, I could just see him looking at it and be like, oh, yeah, he's going to love this. Mm, he's oh, gonna, no. oh, yeah. And put this little, this little vibrating piece here and ding, ding, ding. And... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and like, do you call him and walk outside? Caca! Ribbed for their pleasure. Have you, have, you ever, right. <laughs> have you ever seen a falcon or hawk take out an animal? Like, no, but I've. Oh, it's, uh, it's violent. No, Were we playing disc golf together, frisbee golf, when a squirrel got taken out by a falcon or hawk? One, one of the two. I don't remember which. I just remember it was violent. It was very violent. It was an eagle yeah. or hawk. It was a big bird of prey, and a yeah. squirrel just ran across the field, frolicking, Oof. and. Um, not a Disney moment. Not a Disney <laughs> moment. No. Yeah. No. I mean, they they use their speed to. I, I don't. I don't know what I thought prior to that. Like they casually creep up behind them and with their claws, go, <laughs> slice. I got you, and then gently fly away. No, they use that speed. Just like the impact Slam is just bam, them. and the animal's like, "What's going on?" And crunch. You know. Yeah. 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 Craziness. Circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they decide to go back to the city. They're done falconing for the day. Um, and Morghese turns to Gil and Norwin uh, to have a conversation just about. I like Gil. Talk- yeah, Basil Gil. Everybody loves Basil Gil. He's a great he's just He's a loyal dude. He's a yeah. good guy. Um, we speak about the dragon reborn and the people joining or fleeing him. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and she's, yeah, I guess we kind of end this chapter with. Her, she walks past, I guess, these two people with dirt all on their faces and, you know, thinks about, you know, whether Rand's taking care of Andor, you know, how are the people doing? She's thinking about the people of Andor, not to her throne. That's what everybody else is trying to push her to. It's like, ooh, look what you did to the throne. She she's really wants to know about her people, which says a lot about a queen. She cares. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. a lot of leaders do. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, so being that we're reading the Lord of Chaos, the, the response, you know, like, you know, where are these refugees from? Well, they're, they're refugees of the dragon. And she's like, well, he's nowhere near here. So why is this happening? And now if this is true, the response of, I mean, just his presence and what he's doing in the world is turning everything upside down and bonds are being broken and men are leaving their wives, wives, wives are leaving their husbands, like, People that used to serve lords are just like, fuck it, deuces, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And everything's coming unraveled. Mm-hmm. Um, it could just be another little sprinkling, another hint of our, our title here. Of, yeah. yeah, what's happening. So we yeah. up until this point, we we thought we had some relatively clear divisions. And like I said, you know, let's go take these forsaken out one at a time. 
But then, you know, now we're looking a little deeper in what the White Cloaks are doing and mm -hmm. intertwining with Morghese and one of her sons and who are they going to align with, the Tower or like the Tower 2.0. Um, mm -hmm. It's just getting very complicated. And it's getting chaotic. more political. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And people yeah. that, you know, you can't, you can't assume any person that had, you know, any Lord that was like, Oh, I have a thousand spears that will follow me. Well, that's not a guarantee anymore. Half your spears might've just said, ah, fuck it. I'm going up river. Cause mm -hmm. whatever it's dragon day. Yay. We can do what we want. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, the, the title of the chapter was plans. What do you think the white cloaks plan are? Do you think they're going to lead more gays back to Kinlan, or do you think they have bigger fish to fry? And they don't, they're not really going to care about what gays does or what do you, what do you think their, their plan is? Right now, Pedro Nile seems to be positioning. Okay. I keep going back to chess, but when I'm playing against somebody that's as good or better than me, um, sometimes the best move are the moves that just give you the most options. And mm -hmm. I feel that's that's what he's doing. He's like slowly moving pieces um, that you know build his power a little bit. And mm -hmm. maybe if at th that point in time, you know, going to Camblin is going to help him, he might do it. But, I mean, I don't think he's just going to do it just for Merguez's sake and for the sake right. of Camelin. He's only going to do it if it helps him in the grand scheme, the bigger battle against Rand. So yeah. we end this chapter with a couple things about the White Cloaks. Let's just, like you say, do the facts. Sure. Pedro Nial is one of the great five commanders of the world. Pedro Nial has uh, a spy network that is nothing to sneeze at now that Balwer is in his employ. Um, he's got some information that he can used to his advantage before other people on the ground are he's got a queen he's got the queen of andor kind of in his in his potential uh not really a captive but yet not at the same time he's got some he's leveraging his influence on the he's, he's massaging that relationship yeah correct correct and he also has one of the queen of andor's sons in his employ as well so what we're doing is, is we're seeing the White Cloaks evolve from something that was uh, kind of laughed at to maybe being a silent power play. Also, uh, another thing, like I said at the beginning, the white, never under, under, ever underestimate the White Cloaks' ability to just be left alone to their own devices as they yeah. plot the scheme while everyone else is picking bigger battles with each other. And they can just, like you say, play chess and move pieces uh, that is a huge strength because the eye knows that they're there, but they're like, oh, dude, they're just white cloaks, whatever. And that's a huge advantage to, you know, yeah. really trying to put yourself on the on the board because you can have all your pieces aligned before anyone realizes what they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of the chess. Mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Going to chess analogy, what's the most important piece on the board? The queen or the king? The pawn. The pawn, the pawn. is your most important oh, piece. That's, that sets up everything. Pawns are so important. <laughs> that, that's how you force the other player to move. You know, that's you how you can... set traps is with pawns. Pawns yeah. are so important. Uh, I'm not a big people always, think, people always think they're cannon fodder, and they kind of are. But they're if you know how to play pawns, oh man, that fish is such an up on the game. Um, yeah, uh, people don't realize pawns. Pawns are pawns are yeah important. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, to your point, prior to this chapter and starting out, it's like I said, I was like, oh, White Cloak chapter, meh, who cares about this? And then I finished the chapter, and I'm like, guys, everybody needs to care about the White Cloaks. Pay attention yeah. to what the White Cloaks are doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that switched up yeah. on me pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Hopefully Rand Definitely. figures it out. 
Definitely. So anything we missed or any questions you got, Jen, for Ian or any? No, the, uh, the one thing I wanted to cover, the thing that really shocked me is having a white cloak say, oh, yeah, the Black Aja, there is a Black Aja. Yeah. And that means the other people can't be. If one is, that means the other by default isn't. So uh, yeah. that was a big reveal. Uh, I don't haven't heard any white cloak uh, just express that before. Uh, so that was very interesting to me, and it shows a lot about kind of what the White Cloak Force is. And I really like the writing here, where in one chapter, like Ian says, you just go from eh, White Cloaks to ooh, White, oh, White Cloaks. White Cloaks. <laughs> so it's very interesting. It's kind of a longer chapter, but uh, yeah. a lot is a lot is made of them in in a one like a couple or actually not one but two or three different conversations yeah and, and you think of white cloaks normally as like very flat characters where they're just kind of like one track mind and patronel is definitely a lot more dense a lot more dynamic character and, yeah. and has a lot more thought process going in he's not just... as close-minded like no. yeah which you would think a leader of that type of group would be the one that's just like preaching this like mm-hmm. this is absolutely what we believe and this can exist and that can't exist and he's he's not he's letting that talk happen around him mm-hmm. but he's he's more open-minded and accepting be, these new facts as they come in and yeah it'll be it's interesting, interesting it's interesting to say like or see or it'll be interesting to see how he reacts with different audiences uh, yeah well, I'm, I'm sure he's smart enough to mix it up yeah. i could see I, don't, I won't necessarily make this a prediction but um, we've had wild divisions in every group of people that we've run into so far. So why not the white cloaks and down the line, um, you know, Pedro Nile might be the one that could be convinced that a partnership with Rand or something like that, uh, could be a value. And of course, because you have all these diehards, that's certainly going to divide the white cloaks and there's gonna be a bunch mm-hmm. that turn on him, but he might be somebody that leads, at least a small group of white cloaks in the other direction, mm-hmm. you know, because like, like we said, as he learns new information, new facts, he's willing to change his mind on things. Yeah. Um, so hope, hopefully if not in this book, somewhere down the line, you know, if Rand's ever going to unite the world, we, we need people to do that. Yeah. Or die, you know? It's... Yeah. You guys ready for the next chapter? Yay. Yeah. Let's, this one's the more, this is it. the more fun chapter. <laughs> At least I think I enjoy this chapter. Yeah. I do too. Chapter 10, A Sane in the Borderlands. One of the best sayings. And we've heard the same before, but this really gets highlighted. Um, but yeah. So, um, starting with Rand, he's walking through the halls of the Royal Palace of Camelin. Uh He's with Bashir and, ba- and Bale, uh, the super tall uh, Aiel chief. Um, and an assortment of maidens and some um, some Saladin soldiers. You know, ba- Bashir's personal guard, pretty much. And he's just going through like kind of administrative duties of the day. Or, you know, ran through his mind of all the different things he has to do as Bashir and Bale are trying to talk to him. So that's kind of how we start. Um, yeah, I, I think my, my favorite part is, so Rand is also getting reports from some of his top people about like what are, what's the rumors, what's happening, what's going on. Um, but what's what's the Aiel guy again? Bale. 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 So... <laughs> It kind of cracked me up like they're back and forth and Bashir says something and I guess Rand looks to him to confirm. He's like, well, Bashir, you get you get better information than us for for some reason. You know, the people just don't want to talk to us. And I could just I could imagine like the Aiel constantly looking like they're ready to chop somebody's head off or stab somebody yeah. with a spear. And they're like, why? Why won't you talk to why me? Why don't you talk to me? 
tell me things. It's like a big, <laughs> a big intimidating Russian dude, all serious. Like, I want to be friends. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. We are friends now. Sit down. Let's discuss events. T- tell, tell me, me everything. What's happening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, I don't know, that, that made me giggle. <laughs> We're friends now, da? Yeah. 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 Da. Yeah. Da. Yeah. Da. 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 That's, yeah, that's all I know. Yeah, and, you know, Rand's thinking, you know, at least loose there in his uh, head. Uh, you know, I guess Taim taught him a trick, kind of get that out. It's kind of working. He was talking about a little tricks he's learned about, like, you know, staying or not feeling the temperature and things like that and kind of display, you know, coolness, kind of like I said I do. Like, where, you know, stays mm-hmm. completely level-headed no matter what the outside surroundings are doing. Mm-hmm. And he's really practicing that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, you know... Uh, and I think at one point he starts laughing because he starts thinking about, you know, the Aes I doing that. And he's like, you know, he's like, you know, has he ever seen one of them sweat? And he goes, and he roughly starts laughing. And Bashir's like, what, did I say something funny? <laughs> I like Bashir. And of course the I is like, him. It's like, I'm trying to understand this wetland humor. What's funny? What's... <laughs> Has, uh, have, we, have you guys already, because I don't remember, uh, got to the point, and if you haven't, it's not spoilers, where the where I Rand tries to tell a joke to the Aiel and it oh, doesn't yeah. end very well? Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a really We're, good scene. About the rooster or whatever? Oh, God. It still it makes no sense to me. Okay, Chris tried to explain it to me, and <laughs> it's just not funny. It's, it was funny to see him try, not the joke itself. Yeah. Like, the joke bombed, but it was funny. God. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this, um, well, one, I am notorious for when I'm bored with what's going on in the room, just having conversations in my head. Um, and if that leads to something funny, I will just laugh. laugh. And then people yeah. look at me like I'm crazy. But <laughs> I do that too. Whatever. I might be a little <laughs> bit, so I don't care. Uh, but Rand, it's funny. Like he's had moments where inside his brain, he's battling loose Theron inside his head. And he legit is going crazy. Um, and I guess sometimes it's it's spilled out so people have seen it. And that'll yeah. kind of question his sanity. But many times it hasn't. And this time, this is a moment where I don't think it's a him going insane moment. No. But he clearly laughs at something that was in his head that wasn't said out loud. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. <laughs> people can look at him like, wait, what? What the hell is so, wrong with you? But this seems like a more normal I'm even I'm even worse about it. So rather than being in my head and me, and me laughing, I'll just think of something and I'll say it out loud, mm-hmm. and then and then laugh, and no one else in the room gets it because it's like an obscure yeah. movie quote or something like that. Right. And yeah. like, and they, like they missed the first half yeah, of the conversation that was in your head, yeah. right? So they didn't get the lead up to it. No, I'll, do, I'll do like I'll do obscure movie quotes all the time. Like we'll be in the middle of a sales meeting at work or something like that, and like I'll, I'll quote Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, which is like a. It's it's a great movie, actually. Not really. It's a great speech. One scene. It's a great scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. But like, a lot of people haven't seen the movie because it's not that famous not of a movie. Yeah. Most people haven't seen it. But I'll quote it all the time, and like most people haven't seen it, so they have no idea what I'm talking about. And I said they start laughing, and everybody's like looking at me like, "Why do you think that's funny?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we're gonna have a new program. We're gonna have some prizes for people that win. I was like, "Yeah, so it's steak knives," and they're like. What? Like, crack it up laughing. Yeah. And they're like, uh, obscure movie quotes. Yay. Um, it's I not like really like that. They're always more fun. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the person that's. All right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not my kind of person. Okay. 
just even talk to you. Yeah. You can't it, it's not that great of a movie, but it's uh, it's actually based on a play, and it's not, it's done like a play. But it's a great speech. Alec Baldwin's in it and has a fantastic speech in it. But um, yeah. Anyway, I'm happy to YouTube on. that one in a bit. Wait, yeah. so this might be a good time to do it. Uh, dare we compare Rand to Pedro Nile at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, both chapters. Yes. Well, yes. Jordan kind of opens up both chapters the same way with mm-hmm. each one of these leaders getting their morning report or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Pedro Nile, like we just talked about how wowed we were by him and his chess moves and what he's doing with this info and what he's planning. Meanwhile, Rand is getting info from this gigantic Aiel that's like, no one will tell me anything. And he's getting some good <laughs> stuff from Bashir, but instead of like processing it and making plans, he's like, I said I sweat. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm imagining is Bashir in his bow-legged walk, like because of the side, his always pressure being on a horse. Yeah. And it's like, if you've seen that, because I have, it's a very, it's a very yeah. interesting walk. And then next to this like huge, gigantic Aielman, and they're both just kind of like hanging out. And then you have Rand, <laughs> who looks like he's like kind of part of it, but like dressed in all his finery. It would be a very, it would, they would be a sight to behold on the street. Yeah. Oh, sure. Everyone would turn to it's, look and be like. It seems like they're going through the like motions crew. where, where yeah. Pedro yeah. Nile was doing it. Rand and them were kind of playing pretend here. It, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. Yeah, and he, he's getting some reports as well. You know, as far as there's just fighting amongst the borderlands, and he's thinking about Saldea and, and Bashir. He's like, "Well, you left, you know, your your entire country. Are they fighting? Infighting? Are they fighting between each other? Like that's mm-hmm. not good. I mean, mm-hmm. will Bashir leave me? You know, he's he's thinking about. I, I think he's going through these things, and just, and it kind of moves to the two rivers as well. It's like, well, you know, I abandoned my people too. I abandoned the two rivers, and I heard there's some stuff out there, and mm-hmm. hopefully everything's okay. Um, but then again. You know, he starts thinking about, you know, what would happen if he went. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, probably it's for the Bad. best I didn't. <laughs> Two hours later. No, I'm playing later on in the yeah. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then eventually get to the point where they talk about there's Aes Sedai in the city. Yeah. Well, this this certainly sparks Rand's interest uh, mm-hmm. in trying to run them down. Mm-hmm. Not like run them down the evil way, but obviously make contact and figure out what the heck's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he decides, you know, hey, well, let's go check it out. Um, so they walk out into the city and, you know, describes the Ogerbeet city and the, the new city. And they, they make their way to the end. And as soon as he walks to the door, he's like, wait, I recognize everybody in here. Wait, these are all two rivers people. <laughs> like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see this one coming. Um, so this was interesting. But then all of the things he was worried about, it just immediately jumped to my head. Um, you know, it's, it, it was the saying, like, you know, uh, I'm paraphrasing, a prophet can't be a prophet in his, like, hometown. Like, no, yeah. no one will ever believe him. So, like, yeah. yes, he's Rand walking in there, and to all these girls, he's Rand, but he's not Rand anymore. I mean, I guess yeah. he is, but he's the dragon. Yeah. And this is just going to be a <laughs> shocker moment. For these people he's not sheep herd, he's not sheep herd or ran from the two rivers he's ran the dragon reborn <laughs> right um but it still hasn't been that long a year and a half time it's yeah. yeah so you and i have gone like especially when i first joined the army and you know germany iraq and everything and you know after two years come back and a little bit has changed in our life but you were still alan and i was still ian it mm-hmm. wasn't that big of a difference this is no. a 
huge difference. He's a totally different person. He might as well yeah. change his name. Yeah. Um, not, yeah. not even close to the same. And so how are they going to react to that? I was, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he goes in and sees, uh, you know, Bode, Bode, Bode immediately, our Bodwin, um, Matt's little sister, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and goes and Bodwin immediately goes and asks, you know, where's Matt? Matt where's with Matt? You? How's, how's Matt brother? doing? Yeah. How's, how's he doing? And, um, you know, yeah. he's like, he's like, well, Matt's fine. He's not here. He's fine. He's, he's, he's fine. He's, no, don't, don't worry. Yeah. You know, and, and they, you know, they, and they keep on saying Lord and Finally, Rand stops me. Like, why do you keep on saying Lord Perrin? Like, it's just yeah. Perrin. Like, Lord? Yeah. Lord. Lord. And, and it just like, it's like, he can't even get bits and pieces because it's just like, if there's a trollic attack and he's like, man, I, yeah, should I have been there? Like, I don't know. Like, this seems like a lot, but I guess Perrin saved the day and, He's married mm-hmm. to Fayil now. I guess good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. that was uh, kind of a nice thought. When like his POV on that is, oh, it's nice. He's married. Yeah. Yeah. yeah congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, you always say have a better way with women. Yeah. Parents so much better with girls. Yeah. So yeah. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. If only if only he were here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he finds out there with uh, Varen and Alana. He's like, well, he knows Varen well from uh, from when he everything. Yeah. <laughs> Well he, well, he yeah. knows Varen. I don't know if anybody knows Varen well. <laughs> okay, good point. The well, more he knows time Varen, goes yeah. by, these Browns, I don't know. It's not really a trust thing. It's just there's so much about them they keep to themselves that you don't know. You don't know what they know. Yeah. I like, like that. that way. I enjoy yeah. that. And then, and yeah. then I'm a Brown. Alana, Alana the Green, um, who, um, you know, she, I don't think, had she met Rand before? Maybe, maybe yeah. up at, um, yeah, they were at, uh, no, wait, I'm thinking Matt. She met Perrin. For the Blight? Sorry. Before, before they went off the Blight? Yeah. Or after uh, they came back from the Blight? When the, weren't they when was... at Faldara together or no? Yeah, when I don't know. A lot of them was at. I mean, if so, it wasn't a very Amazon? significant interaction. No. It wasn't as much as Varen, because Varen was in the room with right. uh, Moraine and Swan at Faldara. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, and then Varen chased him down and followed them for a little bit. And met mm-hmm. up with him, Kyrian. So yeah. Varen's definitely been in and out with Rand a bit. So a great obviously, yeah, yeah. So so obviously Rand knows Varen. Um, and I love how when <laughs> they start talking to each other, all the girls in the room are like, "Holy shit! Why is Rand talking to an eye to eye like that?" <laughs> but like we know everything Rand's been through, and <laughs> like yeah. I could just see Rand look at the eye to eye like the fuck you doing here like <laughs> all right this, you will be some answers, answers. <laughs> i hope mom and dad don't start fighting <laughs> yeah right yeah that's Please, God. everybody slowly backs away yeah. oh god this got really awkward <laughs> she's gonna fireball them guys watch out <laughs> uh, yeah so eventually you know varen and alana do appear and Rand starts to speak and they're like maybe you should go talk alone so you know, they ask the innkeeper if they can go talk alone. They're like, yeah, here's a private room. So they go back there. And the first thing Rand asks is like, um, so are you taking the two reverse girls to the rebels? And they, not quite shocked, but they're definitely like, wait, what? You know this? And he goes, God, ch- c- come on. I-, I know a lot more than you think I know. Come on. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, drop the act. Like, where are you yeah. going? Are you going to Tarvalin? Are you going to the rebels? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, we just learned about that like yesterday. So yeah, so they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do. So we don't know what we're doing yet. Um, yeah, and she's like, we don't even have all the information really about that. We just heard about it that there's been a split in the tower. We've been away. 
Two Rivers probably doesn't get that much information. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I um, think I was more surprised that Rand made it in the room with two Aes Sedai and either he didn't insist that one or more of the maidens come with him or they didn't insist that one of them come with him. Like, I know it was a tit for tat, like the Aes Sedai stood down their warders first. Um, but still, I'm surprised after everything that's happened, I'm surprised that the maidens were like, yeah, you can go in that room with these two Aes Sedai that could potentially harm you and we'll just stay out here. Yeah. Um, that threw me for a loop. Rand's definitely suspicious though at first. I mean, he's definitely like a little jumpy. He's has his guard up completely. Loose yeah. there in his head, doesn't even know to think about it. He's kind of confused as well. And he's trying to talk to them. And Alana kind of says, you know, hey, um, you know, I can I help you? I know you're a little injured. I can, you know, be of some service. I won't hurt you. And 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 Rand's kind of like, um, I guess you know can't yeah can't what lie. what harm yeah what harm can come lie. with this what what, what harm <laughs> and uh and then all of a sudden you know it touches his head all of a sudden something happens and loose there and starts panicking in his head like what and it land and ran immediately what did you just do <laughs> like yeah. he gets pissed. it's a big moment this is one of the huge it's a big moments moment. in the series uh yeah. i didn't see it coming but like yeah. immediately your your mind runs down all these rabbit holes of what the ramifications are yeah. oh yeah long That's, term yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah although and, we know we know bonds can be transferred so mm-hmm. I, like i'm not totally freaking out yeah but i, I also so learned many, that you're that you're not but bonding without permission. We've also talked about that in previous chapters. Yeah, um, that's a big no. That so hadn't like, been. Yeah, it's a big no no. Um, and and like, I still don't know fully. Like we know warders that are bonded. Like there's a certain connection there, and they can sense each other. And mm-hmm, you know they mm-hmm. they get some power from their eyesight and everything. But like, mm-hmm. how restrictive is this? Like, do they have to be in certain proximity of each other now? Like. If if she goes east and he goes west, is Rand gonna be distracted by this longing for his eyes to die? Like, or, or will he just mm-hmm. be drawn back to her? I mean, I don't. This could be horrible. We can yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently now, okay. So he starts to get pissed, and he's starting to like channel and everything, and he really could f these two ladies up. Yeah, but he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And we well, realize they're trying is, to shield is, him. And immediately like yeah. throws that away and shields them. It's like, okay, yeah. no, listen to me. Like, don't yeah. fuck around. Yeah. <laughs> Stop but right ha- now. How much control does she have over him with this bonding though? Like, was he able to do that because she kind of let it happen? Could she no. have restricted him more? No, he was he's he's just the dragon reborn. Like two I mean, eyes yeah, to die is he that's like okay, yesterday sausage. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. The thing is the de- the sheer nerve of two eyes to die going over to it. Not only are we gonna bond him and then we're gonna shield him like shield him. what are <laughs> you you're trying to shield the dragon reborn, two eyes to die room. He's he's going to fight the They have been reborn. they have been in the two rivers for a while. He's he's battled forsaken and you're like, oh the two of us, we could definitely like shoot. <laughs> we got this. Let's go. Like the audacity. You gotta yeah. admire the nerve, but it's not it's not really smart like thinking yeah. or forward thinking because I've just made him mad. 
He's yeah. already mad. Now you made him really mad. So. Although I could, I could see Varen being like, oh, "That was worth a try," and then take some notes real quick. Be like, yes. oh, that, that didn't work out." Okay, <laughs> on to the next thing. Wait, wait. That's in the past. Forget about it, Rand. Come on. Yeah, come yeah. on. Right on. And, and during all this, he's else. demanding, you know, demanding what do you do to what do you do to me? And he says, "Oh, I just bonded you. It's not, I, t- I told you I want to hurt you. I didn't hurt you. I didn't hurt you at all. No, no, no hurts. Just, just we, we bonded." Uh, and he's like, he starts thinking about it. It's like, I wish Lamb was here because I have no idea what a warder means. Like, I, I, I've met uh, warders, but I don't even know what this all means. I don't know what what the ramifications are. He doesn't even know. My and thing he, is, is that Alana did this knowing that he's going to be fighting the the Dark One and at some point will die relatively soon. So she knows this, that she's bonding a dead man walking. It's it's mm-hmm. it's extremely interesting that she shows that. Like, yeah. Okay. This guy's definitely I'm, the most in danger, but that's okay. That's cool. I'm not <laughs> in any position right now to give her any sort of credit for doing it. The lack of consent portion has me pretty yes. pissed off about it. Yes. So I, I, might, I might get over that, seeing how this unravels, but as of right now, I'm pretty, pretty pissed off about it. Like if yeah. Rand would have gone zap and like she exploded, I'd have been like, that seems like a reasonable response. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. moving on really with the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't make for good storytelling. around though. and find out. Yeah, yeah, right. Varen <laughs> <laughs> jots down some more notes. Be like, well, yeah, well, scratch well, that well, plan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's pretty big uh, point in the series because it's definitely out of nowhere. And like you said, what are the ramifications of this? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's What's going to happen now because of this? Um, I'm sure your mind's racing as far as that. Probably have no idea. But I mean, so are they going to keep this secret? You know, initially they say they are, but like what happens when the Aiel find out? Is that going to cause, you know, certain factions of the Aiel to be like, well, we're not going to follow you now? Is he now tainted because of it? Because his connection to the Aes Sedai? I don't know. I mean, it could... I can't see how it's a positive thing right now. I'm I'm sure there will be some positives, but yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he ends it with saying, well, fine, you did this, but stay away from me as far away from me as possible. Don't get any close to me. I can feel where you are now. So get, don't, don't dare come close to me ever again. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Good job. Don't get near me anymore. Um, and then he storms out of the room. Comes out the call the common room and and Bodwin and Lorraine, two girls from uh, Two Rivers, have been talking with Bashir and they're like and they're like, this guy's been saying all these crazy things about you. He says you're the Dragon Reborn. Like Rand's like, yeah, because I am. Like get over. And then he goes Darth Vader on him. (laughs) Yeah, it's so awesome. You can't do that shit, Rand. Yeah, he force chokes him. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Bashir's like. That's a bit much, boss. Yeah, you might want to. <laughs> cool, 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 you might want to the violence on little girls. You might want to. Right. Yeah, if you let their feet touch the ground again, I think everybody Maybe. would be okay with that. Okay with that. Uh, you established your dominance in the room. Yeah. Congratulations, you have the floor. Uh, now we can display his control now. I think it, his, they, they are his, convinced. His exact quote is I am the Dragon Reborn. Denying it won't change it. I'm the man. I am not the man you knew back in Emmons Field. Uh, do you understand now? Do you? And all uh, the rest of the girls were all in the that weren't being lifted up or in the corner crying at this point. Um, yeah. 
uh, you know, trying to apologize, saying they're sorry and, and quiver in the corner. And then Alana comes out, puts his hand on her sh- his shoulder and says, let him down, please. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's just... So that message that he was giving to these girls was an important one, but I do believe he could have gone about it a different way. <laughs> that was a, his nerves were a little upset by what just happened in the other room. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Not He's justifying definitely. that that's not, uh, you know, overreacting is never a good answer. But at the same time, I mean, I know coming, you know, you're, you're upset and you come in and someone says something else. I mean, uh, you know, you, I, I apologize. Right. It's not for doing something like proverbial that. I mean, straw. I, right. The yeah. proverbial straw. Like, I mean, I know how many times like I'm upset because something happened, you know, and I ca- come in, my kid does something. I'm like, listen, I'm not mad at you, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but now is not the time to press the buttons. Just let's just, yeah. Yeah. Rand, Rand's got to be, Rand has to be better than that. I mean, he can't go he around half cocked. And this sure. is part of this constant battle, besides the whole lose thing and going crazy. Like, he's got to be in control of this somehow. And he, he definitely lost his cool there against yeah. like some of the most innocent people in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Right. So, yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. But they learned an imp- important lesson and learned something very important about him. Yeah. I just yeah. hate the way it, I hate the way it went down. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. He yeah. Not, like he knows these people really well. He could have been like, "Oh, I know this girl really likes flowers." And go poop poop and like flowers, you know, yeah. pop out of nowhere or something and they go, "Oh my gosh, you are the dragon." Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah. Or you can make like make a little table dance in the middle of the room and be like, "Yeah, something like that." Little and party at the trick. End, at the end be like, "And I I've also killed thousands of people." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or make uh-huh. a little or make a little firework that turns into butterflies, like Gandalf, right? Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Steady hit him with the big dragon swooping down, terrifying him. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And our boy are. Rand has changed since chapter one on that road going into Edmund's Field, mm-hmm. hasn't he? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And the maidens don't seem to have about this either. They're getting a flat looks, so like, no. Come on, like, no. like we can't support this yeah it's a little much and they, Bashir's even, even quietly like it's, I think the quote is yeah it's, what's done is done who knows perhaps it's for the best um, yeah good old yeah. Bashir good old Bashir I, I enjoy Bashir immensely mm-hmm. he's a good he's a good one I like him yeah yeah, yeah the, the Aiel you know will we'll march straight into the you know depths of hell and face death with you that's great mm-hmm. but Picking on little girls, bro. That's yeah. Bro. Come on, come on. No. Party foul. Big time. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess not picking on, but picking up. But you, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And ends with Rand kind of agree with Bashir. Maybe it is for the best, and um, he thinking maybe it's best he forgets about the two rivers altogether and just move on because that's not important. <laughs> well, that's also not the right answer. I yeah, mean, I, I'm not saying it is, but that's what he, that's how kind of it, yeah, actually says it. Hopefully best, he gets, best that he forgets the two rivers. Hopefully he gets a little time to process this, make his apologies, and, you know, try and, uh, and try and find out some more about uh, Perrin, yeah, or hopefully he, Perrin will show up soon. Yeah, he wonders if the mountain will ever get lighter for a time, or only get heavier, because duty is heavier than a mountain, but death is lighter than a feather. Like a feather, yeah. Yeah, well... Um, I'm 39. The shit keeps getting heavier. You just <laughs> you just learn to live with it. Just, I mean, uh, 
Yeah. At no point in my adult life if someone has someone come by and be like, "Let me help you with that," and I will carry that a little. No, just nope. no. People no. walk by and go, "Fuck, take this and this, and quit, carry that as well." And I'm like, yeah, "Why? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah." Which actually is a lot of people contribute to Robert Jordan. It's not actually an original Robert Jordan quote. I think it's actually it's either Taoist or Confucius. I have to look it up, but yeah. Um, well, he dabbles in all those different things and it influences quite a bit. So yeah, I finished reading Dune recently, and there are so many. Things. I mean, Robert Jordan did say that he took a lot of influence from Dune. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot, and the Aiel and the Fremen, uh, the Bene Gesserit, and the Aes Sedai, and there's a lot of other things as well. I do see oh. that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't touched Dune in a while. I might need to go back and dabble some. When was the last time you read it, Alan? Dune in a long time ago. Yeah, I and I've never read all of them. I've only read the first yeah. three. I've read okay. uh, I've read Dune, uh, Dune Messiah, and Children of Dune. I don't even know if that's in the right order. I know yeah. I've heard those. I know I've heard those three. Yeah, it's been a minute. Anywho, yeah, yeah. So and that's how we end. So I mean, there's a lot that happens in this chapter. Kind of but, a, um, kind of a downer moment there. Yeah, but an important we, one. We have. The Dragon Reborn bonded to a one Aes Sedai. I wonder if the other sisters, uh, whether she goes to Saladar or whether she ends up back in the tower, whatever her choices will be, who knows. I wonder what the other sisters are going to find out if they do and if they may try to use that, that she has a bond to Rand. I wonder. Mm. We're going to see. Yeah, that's going to be a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. But she definitely needed uh, boundaries are a thing. Uh, non-consent is definitely uh, not good. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping this little interaction with the Emmons Fielder. So I wasn't like, I hated that Rand's response was also the whole, maybe I should just forget Emmons Field altogether. Yeah. Instead, you know, even go back to last chapter of me screaming in my head at the end, be like, pay attention to the white cloaks. Like maybe this will be an eye opener for Rand of, all right, I can't just be focused on the Forsaken. Like, that's important. But as I'm doing this, everybody else in this world, they're making decisions. They're realizing important events are happening. They're going to go a certain direction, follow certain people. And I have to need to, I need to start influencing that as well. I mean, his goal isn't just to defeat the Forsaken. He also wants to unite everybody before the last battle. So that uniting everybody part, it's not enough just for him to fight his way to do that. He's got to start the politic and he's got to pay attention to what people are doing all around the world and try to influence that. And this could have been a good wake up call to that. Maybe Mm -hmm. it still will be, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Like what if half the Edmonds fielders, like (laughs) half of them go to the tower, the other half go to the rebel eyes to die. And then some of them stumble into, you know, a uh, white cloak camp and they're like, fuck it. We're going to be white cloaks. And then as Rand's going around fighting all these people at, you know, one time or another, he's going to like turn and be like, oh, Bobby Sue, holy shit, man, you live down the street from me. Like, that's going to be, that's going to suck. <laughs> it's going to be like that meme, uh, I am what you made me. I don't even know who you are. Like, that whole thing. No, um, that's a joke. Uh, but honestly, um, 
yeah, people have strong opinions. I'm definitely seeing in the chat about yeah. Alana. We 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 all do because before this, she was relatively well liked. You would, yeah. as a reader, were like, okay, the decisions I, that she did make, you understood, and she was kind to Egwene and was in yeah. the corner, especially you know during uh, their ceremony where they got raised to accept it. She was there mm -hmm. with them, helped them, um, and yeah. now it's like, what are you doing? And, 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 and the TV show they made her out to be so nice too. I mean, she's yeah, in the yeah, we all love a lot of the TV show. She's she's in a couple episodes and she's likable, yeah. smart, likeable, friendly. Has the, has the two orders and and it, let's not give Varen a pass here. Um, let's never give. I, her I don't a I don't have enough information <laughs> to say that they were in cahoots in this, but I mean it. Just the way she reacted and everything. I don't think this was something Lana did just totally out of the blue. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't discuss it. Uh, she stood there as a brown, it, it, it would be on character. It'd be like, Hey, this never, we've never been able to bond a channeler before. I want you to do it because you're green oh. and we figure out. I mean, I, that's that's right up Brown's alley, right? <laughs> never, that's... you know what? I've never heard that theory of like maybe Baron influencing a lot of it. That is a good point. Like, you wonder what the wording that Baron said, she goes, because Baron was the one that spoke up when Rand was threatening to literally kill them. It was right. Baron, not Alana. It's like, uh, you said not to harm you, or you asked, or she didn't harm you. She did the opposite of that. That's all she did was bond you. And the way she was like, that's all she did. Meanwhile, it's like crazy lifelong commitment, nuts thing that she just tried to brush off. It was like, Varen knows what that means. So a very interesting choice of wording. Uh, yeah. yeah. But nothing was negative towards Alana. Like, oh my gosh, why'd you do that? Nothing. Uh, you bonded without consent. So like, and because there was none the of that negative reaction, right? And then they jump to let's tag team the shielding. It just seems <sighs> planned. It seems like I it mean, was if, thought out. If you're into bondage, it's important. Consent is very important. Uh, so we're yeah, and safe words <laughs> and safe yeah, words, right? Yeah, yeah. everybody's got to be on the yeah. same page with that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Your Tinder date from years ago, where she was in a roping, right? <laughs> I learned a lot. I'll just, <laughs> yeah, it was an experience. It's experience. <laughs> it's not a very well cooked up one though. If Baron, because I give Baron a lot of thought merit, even though she didn't display it very well in, the, in this chapter, I will say that this mm -hmm. is probably one of her lower moments, uh, but <laughs> without a doubt. But I, I just something in me wants to pause at Baron going. You know, what Alana lets the both of us surprise Rand and try to shield him. I, I, I hope that she didn't have that. It was in cahoots with that. But the, the potential is definitely there because the context clues do suggest to that possibility because of the way that she responded. Maybe she was just trying to be in solidarity with another sister in front of Rand to make a show that we're all I, we're both eyes to die, even though Alana messed up. I'm still gonna support, but maybe there were in cahoots. It's very sisters before dragons. I don't know. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yes, I got the reference. Yeah, but that's, it's, it's interesting. It's a take for sure. Um, uh, I just know that what she did is unforgivable. Um, Not cool. What she like, honestly. Rand saying just stay away from me for both of them and just turning around and walking away. I don't know 
like that's even though he, I'm not talking about what he did with the the two rivers girls. That's another that that's a comma, and then what he did with the two rivers girls is over here in the just mm-hmm. obsolete yeah, yeah. territory. But speaking strictly of how he handled Varen and Alana, like he just actually was just like, all right, don't come around me again, and I guess that's fine. Like that's the most level head. I mean, I would just especially with Luz Theron freaking out. Like he yeah. handled that rule that part really well like i don't know yeah. if it would have been me i would have been just been like okay cool you tr- like some sort of mind rape you tried to do on me peace out just don't come near me yeah. again like that is that <laughs> well he knows scary. he he needs to figure this out and like yeah. alan said his first thought was about land like i wish land were here because i don't know what this means what does this mean yeah. um so he knows he needs that time and space to try and figure it out and especially the space because certainly Rand doesn't want to be in a position where he's being controlled. So yeah, I mean, kudos to him for that, but then opening the door and losing his shit. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Directed his anger elsewhere, which is not a healthy thing to do, but um, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So anything else from these chapters? I'm surprised I remembered as much from these chapters as we did. And I guess kudos to you all for keeping <laughs> us on topic and filling in the blanks. Cause um, between missing last week and just everything going on, being rushed to read, this mm-hmm. is probably the least prepared I've been. So sorry for that, but I think it turned out great. No, yeah. actually, I think, I think you're all the highlights. Your insights you were well, you know, thought out and you had, yeah. Yeah, you, you contributed just as much. So yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just means you, I don't have to prepare ever. All right. Did you should have said that. <laughs> did you go back and listen to uh, Chris from last week? Uh, so I listened about half of it and then fell asleep. Uh, not because okay. y'all put me to sleep, but just I was exhausted. <laughs> so some of it might have sunk in, like subconsciously. Yeah. But. It's all good. Um, well, yeah. Uh, favorite character? Oh. I don't, it's such a trend now. I was thinking about instead of doing a favorite character, we can just do Smash or Patch at the end. But, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that too. So, Alana, Smash or Pass. No. Uh, I. Smash. I have to go. <laughs> I have to go Pedro now. Pedro um, Mostly pass. because. <laughs> pass. Um, just the big reversal oh, no. in, in attitude and perspective yeah. and everything, yeah. like we talked about. Um, True. Yeah, he he won me over for a little bit. And uh, like how you were pointing out, like, as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't hate this guy. Wait a minute. I kind of respect this guy. I won't say I like him, but no. I respect him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a I good like one. That's a good pick. Pater now yeah. is definitely becomes more likable. I almost well, went with said, Pater, but, you know, we'll go. Oh, Pater. Good old Pater. What's going to happen with Pater? Do you have predictions? Uh, who's, um, who's that new... Forsaken, we got the dude that's like super evil. Uh, the the girl one. Uh, uh, Demon Dread. The male. Yeah, yeah. Demon Maybe Dread. that's him. Pater's uh, Demon Dread? I think it'd be extra funny <laughs> if so early on I was like, worst dark friend ever, but then it turns out he's the great lord of the dark himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I so got that shit wrong. <laughs> Best thing I've ever heard. Tater's demon. I've ever heard. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh my god. He's intentionally trying to seem useless, but that's just so he could work his way. You know, it's like it's like Darth Jar Jar Binks. uh, Oh my god. 
say my favorite character is probably more gays. Uh, because it's just oh, the, yeah. how you feel for her and her trying as hard as she could. I yeah. think in her position, she she did the best that she could. So, yeah. My, she's still making like, moves. She's making plans. She's making plans. Yeah. She's not giving yeah. up. She's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. a fighter. What about you, Alan? Oh yeah, my favorite character. Um, um probably Bile. <laughs> just the, oh, yeah. the big, the big Russian. Uh, hey, what, they won't Ill. talk to me. Oh. Won't talk to me. Not <laughs> <laughs> well, getting any information yeah. from anybody. <laughs> He's gonna go out. He's gonna go out tomorrow with like whatever the teenage kids are wearing. So he's gonna like change what he's wearing. Oh his, my god! Put his hat sideways. Try and use the lingo. Be like, how do you hey, do? Hey Hello, kids, you? what's hip? Uh, what's that? <laughs> All right. Oh my god! Like the uh, stupid shimmy meme or whatever. Hey kids. <laughs> 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 Trying to mix it up. Uh, like, oh, this, this is awkward. Yeah. yeah. Super. Uh, well, next time we're going to be doing two chapters again. Um, and maybe we'll get some answers because the next two chapters are 11 and 12, which are lessons and teachers and questions and answers. So lessons and teachers is 11 and questions are questions and answers. Is there going to be a quiz at the end? Or I feel like we're going to school. What's... There, there might be. This, this okay. is very, very... Uh... Very Ranaja. Very Ranaja. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, Rand learned some more about this uh, bondage. Yeah. Gets a tutorial on uh, on on BDSM and and how it all works. <laughs> He's gonna get back to his room, and there's gonna be like all these weird tables and chairs and contraptions. Be like, what the fuck is all of this? <laughs> Lessons begin tonight. Yeah. Right. <sighs> That's a lot of leather. That's a whole lot. <laughs> Meanwhile, Luz Thorin is just like humming and pulling on his ear as he normally does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, well, thank you, Jen, for uh, joining us for uh, a, a hour and a half uh, of of us working through this chapter. Yeah. Um, tell, yeah. Us, tell everyone, like I know you mentioned before, you're on Twitch on uh, three days a week, you said? Yes. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going to be returning at 11 a.m. tomorrow uh, so I can make use okay. of the green screen that I got uh, in a couple oh, cool. of weeks bells and whistles that i've got uh yeah so come um join me on that oh thank you i think jake posted it uh so yeah, yeah. so if you want to hang out while i play skyrim if you enjoy that kind of thing or old crpg yeah. games and retro stuff yeah I got all have, you, have, you, have you have you have you beat skyrim before i have yeah, yeah. So, okay. so it's kind of it's kind of a relaxed vibe like you put on the music yeah. and i just and i go do things and then um it's kind of a filler game in between like old CRPG games. Like, so I don't know what I'm going to go to next, but like, I'm talking like old, like 1990s, like point and click nice. adventure Sierra games. I enjoy that. So Ooh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's fun. Thanks. Yeah. Um, gaming's always fun. I started, probably, uh, started, it's an old game and I started just playing Star Wars, the old Republic. It's an RPG. Star Wars. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I haven't played in years and I reloaded on the computer. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll start playing again. Yeah. It's fun. It's still not the greatest graphics, but storyline's fun and it's it's uh, just sometimes it's, it's fun graphics are just uh, silly yeah. and you know, it's just yeah. for 
nostalgia vibes is kind of what I'm going for. So. Meanwhile, I still play Mario Kart Mario Party with the kids. Nothing there, wrong you know. with that. Nothing no, wrong I'm, with that. That's I've fun. been loving Mario Kart since uh, 64 at Allen's house. There you the go. And the Mario Kart Mario Party parties. So my... Um, and intense. Talk about old games. My my son um, is in preschool, and all the kids mm-hmm. in preschool are, are obsessed with Sonic now because of the Sonic movies. Oh, um, and back to your time, I knew the old <laughs> Genesis days. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And uh, so so my, my wife was like, "I think I still have my old Sega Genesis in the attic." I was like, "There is no way that crap works. <laughs> like, it works? It's it has been plugged on since we've been dating. We've been dating for well over ten years, and I know it's been years before. Like she got this was back when she was like a kid when she had this thing. Yeah. Now we, we plugged it in. The fan nothing turned on. And I was like, it's not gonna. It didn't work. But okay. she still had she still had Sonic, and she, like you still had the game cartridge. And she's like, maybe we can actually let him play the actual original Sonic. And I was like, there's no way. And it didn't work. Yeah. I was like, That'd I can cool. if, if we want to, I can hook my my controller up to, it and I can get like the a driver for the uh, computer. I don't know if it's on Switch, but maybe the kids can play. You can get that. it. You can get it on computer and get like a okay. a cracked version yeah. of it. Yeah. I played the Oregon Trail. Like the old school original Oregon Trail. The nice. You died just in time. I actually did it, but I never you had lost half your party. Point. Okay, I never get to the point where you had to go all the way to the water because I was a kid and I never made it that far. So I didn't realize that you had to like actually navigate the rocks. So we smashed at the very oh, yeah. end, like half my wagon oh. into the water and lost like half my family. They died. So <laughs> I was like, I was so close. Anyway, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, good old games. Um, yeah, every once in a while, I got to plug in some old. They're they're revamping GoldenEye too. Did you hear that? Yeah, oh. I refuse. You've, oh. you've damaged me. The old school GoldenEye. GoldenEye. Hurts yeah, it's it's going to be the exact same game, just just um um redone with modern graphics. Um, Hopefully, they have different spawn points. I think it's going to be the exact same game. Uh, oh, no. I don't know if you heard, but Alan, we used to play with him a lot. He had all the spawn points memorized, and depending on the level, he wasn't always right with it, but like 90% of the time, he had it right. So he'd shoot you, kill you, and then on his screen, you see him racing. By the time you come back to life, he's right in front of you, shoots you in the face again, again. runs off again. Like, I couldn't couldn't do anything. Yeah. That's dirty. I refuse to play it. They're making it for Switch. Uh, Yeah, for Switch. Mm And they're apparently just re, they're just going to modern re-image it, so it's going to be the exact same game, just just modern image. So it's going to look like, you know, a lot of people my age uh, say that it's one of the best games they've ever played. Maybe they have like they didn't play with something that was so unfair to them, like with Ian. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be interested. Pretty cool. <laughs> no, it's going to be interesting to see your feedback on that. So that's interesting. Yeah. So you want to know how old I am? The first computer game I ever had was. Um, a Star Trek game okay. on an old IBM something giant computer yeah. with a yeah. floppy disk. And I'm not talking about the floppy yeah. disks, like the hard disk. I'm talking about the ones that actually flopped. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it was that one. And you put it in, it loaded up, and all it could do was like, it was, you could hit the numbers, like F1, F2, F3, and they all did different things. <clears throat> like fire the photons, you'd hit F2, you know, and you'd just hit keys because it was all DOS space. And like, yeah, really crappy graphics. But I remember playing that game as a kid, and I have no idea what I was doing. But it was Star Trek. The old Might and Magics is what I used to play on on oh, like yeah. old IBM. Like Isles mm-hmm. of Terra was good. 
Um, the trailer Crondor, my favorite game of all time, I've streamed as well. Of obviously the point and click adventures. There's there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. San Andrews Golf, we had that on the computer as well. You said the space bar. Like, yes. It was fun, though. It was fun. <laughs> it was, it was awesome. fun. The only negative to streaming these things is sometimes like trying to make three hours of playing that is difficult. So that's why I'm in the middle of a, a Skyrim thing because now I'm like, oh my God, some of these games they can finish in a very short amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the issue. But yeah. The two seconds to beat it. It's like, oh. <laughs> but then some games, some games were like, I go back to play like some original like Nintendo games. They're incredibly hard. Yeah. Like, so tough. Like, yeah. Like, good Lord. It was tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I remember trying to play. Final Fantasy was hard on the internet. Oh, original, uh, very hard. Very hard. I yeah, love that very, game. But, it's time consuming. Broken everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much. Very well, hard. and you do the hold reset while you turn power off, but that mm-hmm. didn't always work. I mean, nope. I've been halfway through before and lost everything <gasps> and that f paperboy was tough paperboy's tough mm-hmm. trying to time it just right <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. it was, it was... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah those were the days but those were the days yeah uh, good times. that's what i'm yeah. About. yeah yeah good times anyways so um yeah so check out jen on mondays wednesdays and fridays on twitch if uh if you watch Twitch, usually uh, I'll put on Twitch before I want to go to sleep. No offense to all the Twitch. Usually, I, like video games are like a way just to chill and relax and put something in the it background is. as I'm trying to fall asleep. Yeah, um, that works. So I've done that before. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, it, it's but if you're into that stuff, that's cool too. Um, sometimes I, if it's a game I'm, I'm currently playing, sometimes I'll watch some Twitch stuff. But yeah, yeah. cool. Um, and then I guess check out your new podcast. Uh, it's leftist. Literature? Oh, the literary leftist. Leftist, literally left so, backwards. Just yeah. Leftist, so. so the funny thing about that, this is a wheel of time thing, is because mm-hmm. one of the, because I'm with two other people, um, and Autumn, when I wanted to talk about some of the wheel of time with her, she's like, I can't. I'm on book like eight. It was at the time. This was last December when we came up with the idea, mm-hmm. and, and she just finished it like a week ago. So okay. now she's like, okay. Spoiler free. So the other day we were in like a discord voice chat and we had someone that was coming on and talking to us about the books and she didn't realize, but Autumn had her speakers on and her partner who has not read the wheel of time heard the things that uh, uh, she was talking about. It's a big spoiler about a major character in the last battle happened. And her partner was like, I know enough to know how big of a character this is thanks i don't want to read the wheel of time anymore and then <laughs> oh. so we're like it was like tragic <laughs> yeah but it was it was really fun so most of the time I, we talk about food and and like books brandon sanderson fan the person i mentioned earlier in the stream that had bought the highest tier for like the brando sando books coming out next year mm-hmm. he's a part of it they've read way more than i have i i oh, can't sure. <laughs> but it's fun. So I, I'm just there and I'm kind of learning about how real world events shape literature as well yeah. as the environment around us. So yeah. I, I feel bad for our other co-host, Chris, who couldn't make it today because of his fiance. So like when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. he was single. He didn't even, he didn't even know her yet. Oh. And then they started dating. He told her, of course, about the podcast and she started reading the books. Now she passed him on the books. And he has to read at our pace because of the podcast. And <laughs> That's funny. It's so he has funny. to live with she her. Flew past him. She knows. She's already she's already done with Lord of Chaos. She's on the on the yeah. kind of sword. She's yeah. dropping Raffo on him and mm. yeah. really. Um, she- 
Good for her. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, yeah. So he, he has to live with it. <laughs> Maybe we should have her on as a guest sometime. We, we're, we're, we're going to. Oh, yeah. We're going to that would be lovely. Yeah, you could yeah. talk about how you met during the podcast yeah. and her yeah. Raffo dropping it in live so everyone can see. We're giving them a hard time. That would be great. That would be great uh, content for y'all. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I guess uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. How we can be found is at The Wheel Reads everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, obviously. Um, uh, Any podcast platform. I I think we're on pretty much all of them. Um, Also, just go to our website, thewheelreads.com. It has links to everything, such as our Discord channel. Uh, you can buy merch there. Uh, we have lots of T-shirt designs, frosty mugs, shot glasses. We have baby clothes. If you're thinking about having a kid or know someone's having a kid, we do have a whole baby clothes cloth line. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't know that. That's really yeah. Good. So we got we got onesies. Yeah, oh, we got onesies. Really? Yeah, we got it. We got yeah, and they're great. Um, and I can fa- clarify: my... your shot glasses are top quality, y'all. If you're yeah, looking to get into a shot great. glass, they have like a rim. They're heavy. Golden they're rim. Thick. Yeah, they're beautiful. So mm-hmm. check them out, y'all. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, and um, yeah, my favorite onesie for the the baby onesies it's uh it's a picture of a little sailboat and it says just left Harvalin. <laughs> so you have a, a baby wear a little baby wearing you know a little that is scene. that's cute. <laughs> Check it out if you know you know. <laughs> so it's I love one it. of those things. Yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, and then um yeah, you can support us as well by like I said buying the merch, or you can just like do a Patreon. Um, uh, we do have a Patreon, uh, lots of different levels, lots of different perks for different levels. Whether it's uh some higher levels get merch, um, other times you just get access to uh, you get a shout out on the podcast or uh, access to our Discord, different things like that. Um, so uh, go check that out. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for this week. So until next time. I guess I'll say peace. Yeah. I was like, do I say it? You say it? Do I say it? Say it. it. Uh, Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.